Welcome, Guardians, once again to the WTM Lorecast Episode A. I am a non-pig, and this week we'll be talking about the Wrath of the Machine raid. This is by far, in my opinion, one of the best raids in Destiny so far. Uh, the mechanics, the challenge, the drops, just all of it. Purple Chimera, what did, what did you think of the raid? Uh, I liked it a lot. It's definitely my favorite one so far. I've only done it once, um, so it's still pretty new to me, but I really... I really like it much better than the others. Yeah. And uh, what about you, Mike? You know, uh, Chimera, I thought it was the only one that had only done it once. Uh, I have actually been in the same situation. I've only done it once. But, um, you know, I was a big fan of uh, Wrath of the Machine when it was released. I uh, It's just, it's a nice, nice short raid uh, this time around. It, you know, it won't take you four or five hours to trudge through. And I, I really do like the uh, the bosses. They're very fun to play through rather than frustrating at times. So, uh, out of all the raids, and if you really want to cont- uh, include it, the Prison of Elder, uh, which is which is your favorite uh, end game PVE activity? I suppose is the best way to phrase it so far. You know, I've got to go with uh, I have to go with Vault of Glass, but that's just barely over Wrath of the Machine. Um, mm. Vaults Vaults was just a lot of fun. It was it, it's longer than Wrath, um, and it's it, this. It, uh, I, it, the, the whole spirit of the raid, just it was very fun to do with friends, even though it was difficult at some points. And after you got the hand of it, uh, hang of it, it was very fun to, to do, and I really like that raid. And Kamara, uh, which is uh, your favorite? Um, I'm going to have to go with this one, with Wrath of the Machine, only because it is shorter, and I'm biased. I know that I like I mean, more content is generally better, but I don't have time always to run a really long raid. So even though I like Vault of Glass a lot and it's really fun, some nights I'm like, I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> so this one's a little bit shorter. It's a little bit easier to do. Yeah. My my first raid was actually in Crota's End, and then I've, I've only ever run Vault of Glass like maybe seven or eight times. So this just easily took the lead for me in a favorite activity and not just because it's a uh, fallen themed which is just so amazing just to to really get a good end game activity where they're the highlight not just the like plot device i suppose um but that brings us to our weekly highlight and uh, this week's highlight will be a shout out over to our friends at the Destiny Down Under podcast and the charity that they're really starting to push, uh, Movember. A link will be provided in the show notes if you wish to aid in this, but be sure to go and follow their Twitter as well. You can get all their information uh, from there, and you should also listen to them. They're a very delightful podcast. It's at uh, ddu underscore podcast. Uh, this is their uh, their motto of sorts from their dom- donations page. Fellow Guardians, welcome to the Destiny Down Under Movember Network. We challenge you to use your face as a weapon of light this November and join us in raising funds and awareness for men's health. Movember focuses on mental health, suicide prevention, along with prostate and testicular cancer. Join our fight by registering yourself or a fire team of fellow Guardians and joining this network. And find us at at DDU underscore podcast on Twitter to continue the conversation. And, uh... That'll bring us to this week's uh, main topic, starting out with the Devil Splicers. Who wants to uh, read that first card? I could take that. Um, 
So this is the Devil Splicers card. Um, it goes, Within each fallen house is a secret collective of tinkerers, bioengineers, and scientists devoted to the evolution of their species. These devout engineers are known as splicers. The splicer's purpose is found in the unraveling of biological and mechanical truths. They tear into systems to reveal their value, either as tools or for, excuse me, tools for survival or as advancements worthy of their reverence and uh, defiification. Weird. Kind of uh, interesting. And then um, we do want to make a note here that there is a parallel between this card and transcript of the Warmind uh, mission. The Vanguard's reporting that Fallen are tearing into machines all over the Cosmodrome. I'm starting to think they aren't just looting the place. Whatever they're looking for, we should probably find it first. Huh. Interesting. It also uh, is a parallel with uh, the Devil's card where it's saying that they are actually purposely looking for something. I, I forgot the exact wording, but that was what a lot of people latched onto when it first got announced that the Devils found something and they're coming to beat us with it. Mm-hmm. It this kind of makes you uh, makes you think that this the wording of that is I, I like that beta highlighted that um, they tear into systems to reveal their value. Is it is it? I think it's safe to say that the maybe the devils aren't always uh, they don't always know what they're looking for when they're going mm -hmm. through our technology. Well, I think they're they're looking for anything that can be used. They're not looking for. They weren't looking for Siva. But they were—they came here and they could assess the situation. We have things that are powerful. We have mm -hmm. things that are, you know, useful. So it's just they have to find it, and then they tried to find the war mines, or they tried to harness the war mines, orbital death rays that they could use to destroy the city, mm -hmm. uh, and they just they couldn't get in there they tried with saber well they might have tried with saber two uh i'm not sh i'm not entirely confident that was actually a devil's attack but we, we know trust you <laughs> uh either way it's just they're looking they're looking they're looking for the weapons that we have uh buried in the sands mm -hmm. very literally in this case yeah Moving on now, uh, we do have the Devil's Devil Splicers, specifically their card. Um, Chimera, do you want to read that one? The Fallen put Splicers, their most revered scientists, to work investigating and understanding SIVA, the Golden Age wonder discovered in the Cosmodrome. As the Splicers' knowledge of SIVA's potential began to take shape, a rift grew between their techno-religious leaders and a younger, more ambitious sect of their rank and file, Devil Splicers. The leader saw in Siva a new god to worship. The Devil Splicers saw a way to become one with the very technology they worshipped. Siva was me a means to a greater end, evolution. See, it just really bothers me that the Splicers are talked about in this case as essentially Vosik, as Axis, as uh, Kovic, and then any random dreg you see is called a Splicer. It's like you speak of them in such like high regard and then you just throw away what that name means and attach it to everything like if it was spliced drag or siva drag i'd be like yeah that makes sense but to to change to essentially change the meaning of the word just sort of bothers me that really bothers you all that much it does 
Well, it is a little bit confusing because in the card, in the previous card, that's the, just the Splicers card, it says that Splicers are the engineers, like they're this special sect. Mm-hmm. And now they're saying that like their rank and file devil splicers yeah is a sect so are they like the rank and file of the engineers or the rank and file of the fallen house Mm. that's a good point it doesn't really ever qualify that does it oh actually you know what that's that's what they're doing that now that i read that again i see it as splicers knowledge of siva's potential began to take shape a rift grew between their techno-religious leaders and the younger more ambitious sect of their rank and file devil splicers so the splicers the the singular word splicers uh, those are the engineers and the devil splicers are the more ambitious sect of their rank and file mm. like they're just the random dregs that came in and got spliced i i just don't like how they they yeah phrased it. yeah it, it is a little bit confusing because especially when it was first being released, like when we didn't have the cards to actually look at, we didn't have the enemies to actually fight. They said how every house has splicers. So it's like, okay, the devil splicers are the engineers. And then when the the actual expansion drops, it's just sort of like, it's like that drag is a highly revered devil splicer. Like <laughs> what? It's just, you have a point. It didn't sit well with me personally. But uh, let's let's get into the next card, Ghost Fragment Fallen Five. Frozen on the monitor was this image of Sepix Prime, the massive Prime Servitor that had been as a god to the House of Devils, where once its plating was pristine, carefully maintained by the Archon Priest and his acolytes, it was now splotched with red growths. The ether power emanations that once glowed strong and pure were obviously corrupted. Guardians had slain this god, and now it was reborn through Siva. Variks of House Judgment sneered at the abomination. Golden Age Project, yes, he clicked, turning to the crow. His field agent was a young awoken woman, technology of old earth learned from the great machine. The elixni burbled to himself in mocking laughter and gestured with his lower hands. You do us proud. Go, speak with other crows, learn more about these devil splicers. She nodded a small smile on her face and left the chamber. Varix allowed himself a moment of silent contemplation, looking at the now closed door to the information suite. As always, it was a it was lit only by the light of a dozen or so monitors in the room. The fallen interlocked his upper hands. He bowed his head as he allowed himself to really feel the impact of the abomination on the screen. He never would have allowed anyone else to see this, but it hurt, seeing the horror that was Sepix made anew. His people had fallen. Varric stared at the image of Sepix, and as he'd done before, he wondered what would have gone differently had he been there among his people. Could he have stopped this before it happened? Could he have found them a better way? Must be a better way for Elixni, he, qu- he clicked quietly must be a way to stop the fall and that is my new favorite grimoire card so i was just perfect. about to guess really that. yeah 
Like, I still love the Vault of Gr uh, Glass Grimoire card because of, uh, uh, simply just because of, um, Pahannon, or however you're insisting on, Bahan. uh, <laughs> in insisting on pronouncing his name. But this card just holds so much about the future of the game in it. Because you see how the Devil Splicers are doing their thing, and they're, making Siva a big play on their culture. And then you see Varix, who isn't even like, what are you guys doing? That's really weird. He's like, why are you ruining everything? Like, why are you d making yourself disgusting? Like, he, he wouldn't have shown it to anyone. He's embarrassed by his own people. And it's it's going to cause a massive divide in the fallen culture. Because the the Devil Splicers have offered Siva to other houses. And so there's going to be the Varix Purists and the Splicers Siva. And I, I can't wait to see what happens with that. It's going to be it's gonna be so great. <laughs> because that's going to be opening the door for Fallen uh, Playable Class. Just, I'm, I'm just saying. It does, it does create that... Uh... It does create that sort of interpretation. That's people have been saying that since ever since House of Fools came out that we might see something like this in the future. And after after Siva, after seeing this divide, like you said, in the Fallen, it it could happen. I, I I like how you put that. It could happen. Yeah, that's that's why it's just, it's my favorite card right now. Like uh, the other one, the propaganda of Skolas from the House of Wolves. I think it was three, but it might have been four. That was a great one. But this just this shows so much of the future in this one card, and I love it for that. But uh, let's keep moving. All right. Um, so the next card we have here is um, the Archon's Forge. Um, so this is obviously the area. Uh, I'll just read the card. The Archon's Forge is an ancient fallen rite of passage, twisted to utilize the Devil Splicer's latest discovery. Fallen seek to improve their station within the Splicer's quickly evolving cast by making offerings of dormant Siva to the Forge. Their worth is then tested in a trial by combat. The offering's quality fused, enhanced, perfected, determines the severity of the challenge, and in turn, the level of augmentation the petitioner will be granted should they survive. That a guardian would dare challenge to forge with, forge with offerings of their own is an affront. To, uh, is an affront the splicers will not take lightly. I know I tweeted about this the other day, but I love when games make like game mechanics mm -hmm. into the lore. Like when it ties together, like this is a real thing in the lore. It's not just like Bungie being like, "Here, play this fun activity." <laughs> yeah, and. Uh... Yeah, that's what I love about the lore. You can read it 20 times and you'll never notice it, but then the 21st time you read it, it'll click. Uh, Baxter and I were actually having a conversation about what is actually going on in the Forge, and that's the line right there. It just never clicked before. Uh, before uh, I lost the line. Where'd the line go? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fallen sleep to improve their station with the Splices quickly evolving cast by making offerings of dormant Siva to the Forge. His argument was, why is Siva such a, a rarity for them? It's literally everywhere. It's growing in the vines all around the Cosmodrome. 
and it's the fact that it's called dormant siva to the forge that I think it's exactly what it is. When you're finding in the vial, it hasn't been given a task yet. It's still programmable. It's still uh, like open to suggestion. And that's the version that we find, whereas the ones overtaking the Cosmodrome has is no longer dormant. It's alive. It's well, not alive, but it's it's already acting. It's already pursuing its its goal. Mm-hmm. So uh, that is that is the difference between shooting off a chunk of Siva or taking your armor or one of your raid weapons and going to the forge. Like it needs to be a dormant Siva. Uh, <clears throat> Are they called Siva clusters? It's Siva offering. offering. It's just called offering. Siva offering. Yeah, that's that's the difference of the uh, the two. Right okay, there. I understand that. Well, um, next card here is uh, the Plague Lands, which uh, is obviously the location where the raid takes place. Uh, it's a short little card. Uh, do you just want me to grab it? You can do what you want. Okay. So this is uh, it's a very short card um, from, it's just a quote from Tyra Karn. The Splices are using Siva to reshape not only themselves, but also the Plague Lands. They are experimenting, learning how to manipulate Siva through terrible inquiries. But there is still time. The Fallen's understanding of Siva is not yet complete. Tyra Karn. It's, um... So the Plague Lands are just the area outside the walls of... Uh, the Cosmodrome, as it as it's explained uh, later on in this um, later on in this section, but it's also where the Splicers chose to make their home. Uh, as we can see through the raid, there's uh, they've been experimenting both with their former, both with their, like their their siege engines and uh, some of the other items that we see in the raid. Is it? Um, do you think there's any significance to the location beyond that, or is it just because it's nearby to the it be, because it's in the middle of the Siva offerings chamber? You mean so the Archon, the Archon's Forge, for, like the Archon's Forge, the um, uh, site. What was it? Site sixty. Oh, oh, the replication chamber. Mm-hmm. My apologies. Oh, that's what that's what threw me off. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's I think it's just because it's right there. It's sort of like you found you found the factory that makes it, so build your castle around it. Mm-hmm. I was very intrigued to see that the uh, the Splicers built their own fortress on top of Site 60. They, um, I think Shiro says himself that it was just because, uh, um, you know, it was to hide Site 60 from prying eyes so they can just use it for themselves. But um, it was very intriguing for me to see that uh, slowly but surely, as you go through um, the Archons, uh, what, what is it called outside of that? I think it's, it's like the Archons Castle or something like that. I don't remember. Um, and, uh, what, oh, Argon's Keep, thank you, thank you. Uh, <laughs> so as you go through there, it slowly evolves, uh, slowly devolves from fallen architecture all the way to, um, Rasputin's sort of building style, so to speak. It's very war-mindy. Um, it's the same type of thing you saw in his bunker during, uh, the Taken King. Very interesting to see that evolve through, uh, that final mission as you go descend into the Iron Tomb. I just I like that element of that mission. Hmm. It's a good mission. Mm-hmm. Good uh really really pleasing uh visual areas. Yeah. That, that was that was a big thing that they really uh stepped up with this. It's just a, a lot 
it's a lot prettier to watch, which I which I enjoy. Mm-hmm. It's um, it makes um, how do I put this? It, it makes you almost like when I first entered Site sixty, especially, it makes you stop and look for a minute before you actually go. The, I mean, the we've always known that the world artists over at Bungie are absolutely fantastic, but it to me it almost spells like a story of its own. Like we obviously we went over it a little bit in previous cards that um, you know the. Site 60 was constructed right before the collapse uh, to help, not to help, to replicate SIVA for use uh, out in the outer colonies. And, uh, you know, just walking through the same area that workers would have hundreds of years prior, it, it, it makes you think, uh, the, just the way it was built just makes you think about, you know, the potential for this technology. Yeah. It definitely has that grand old school you know, old store fantasy story feel, mm-hmm. which I feel like is what they were trying to capture with this expansion, and I think they did a really good job. Mm. Our friends over at Planet Destiny actually posted an article about the uh, the links between um, this release and just feudal society over in Europe itself, which I mean, we'll, obviously we can go over another time, but it's it's very I like that it's very old timey, it's very knights and shields and. Um, you know, virtue, honor, it's, uh, I do like that a lot about this release. Yeah, that'll be a good thing to uh, bring up with a Radagast episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, quarantine. You want to read this card. one? Yeah, the next card. <laughs> the Devil Splicer's machine priests have established ritual sites for the study, worship, and proliferation of SIVA throughout the Plaguelands. It is unclear if these rituals have a specific purpose, or if they are simply another form of experimentation in the Devil Splicer's continuing efforts to understand and control SIVA. Interfering with a Splicer ritual could bring about an aggressive response, especially if the priest's acts of worship is ended swiftly and without mercy. It's, um, just to clarify for our listeners, the Devil Splicer's machine priests, you hear, um, you hear Shiro say this a couple of times himself, and I did, I have seen, um, some people be confused by the term. When they, when we refer to machine priests, we refer to both Axis and Vosik, but also just the higher-ups of, um, like the captains and barons, which we didn't run into any barons in this release, I know, but uh, just the captains and the barons and that sort of thing that were involved with um, uh, that were involved with the proliferation of SIVA, like it's, it mentions. But the higher ups themselves, especially, are Vosik and Axis. There's a baron in this release. Oh, is there? Hmm. I can't remember where. For life, me, I haven't seen one. I've I haven't played through the entire release yet. That might be my problem. Yeah, I remember seeing it. I don't remember its name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, before we move on uh, from this, uh, Quarantine is the patrol mission where you go, you kill the priest, and I guess maybe it's only if you kill it fast, it will spawn the axe and the devil splicers will retaliate. If you did not pick up that mission, please do not pick up the axe. It's such... Like this common courtesy. If you didn't start the mission, you don't get the axe. People start that mission because they need the axe kills. You killing things doesn't get them the kills. Like I get that you need it too, but go find your own mission. 
can't so, argue with that. It's like there's I've had people who like see me doing the mission and then wait for where the axe spawns because it spawns on the other side of the map, so you can't even get to it. Mm-hmm. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, that's gonna bring us into our next segment: the uh, hive experiments, starting with Kovic, the Splicer Priest. This is the uh, the boss from the uh, Strike the Wretched Eye. Kovic's twisted science is believed to be responsible for the Devil Splicer's SIVA-fueled evolution, but his ambitions didn't stop with the augmentation of Fallen from ether-starved pirates to half-machine demigods. Instead, the Mad Priest's research took a far more sinister turn as he sought to control and weaponize the more aggressive aspects of the Hive's mysterious biology. If Kovic's experiments were allowed to succeed or be furthered, in his absence, there is no telling how dangerous Devil Splicers could become. Now, uh, in the Wretched Eye uh, Strike, you also, while fighting Kovic, uh, you avoid a giant ogre who will not take damage, will not die. He just walks around and slams. And uh, I got slammed by him and died, and I saw his name, and... I, I got so excited because I thought it said Kovix's mother. And I was like, that's so crazy. Why is that thing his mom? But it says Kovix's mo- uh, monster. And I luckily, I didn't tweet it, but I sent it to my friend. And I was like, dude, look at this name. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, like look at it. It's awesome. And he's like, it's Kovix's monster. Like, what else would it be? And I was like, ah, oh, damn. I thought it said mother. Like that, that would have completely been really bizarre. Yeah, that completely changes the tone of how awesome that name was, like immediately. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, poor that was sad. Poor little, poor little swiney. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Well, who wants to read the wretched eye? I can do it. Um, so this is the wretched eye strike, which is the reworked, um, which is the reworked sepic strike. Uh, for like they don't remember the original name of it. Um, so the card for the uh, the strike reads: The Splicer's High Priest has crews pushing further underground in the Plague Lands. Looks like a uh, or this is I'm in the wrong. That's uh, my bad. That's this. This is the uh, this is the Kovic strike, not the um, not this epic strike. It's kind of you think it would, based on the name that would be the Kovic strike. The Splicer's High Priest has crews pushing further underground in the Plague Lands. Looks like a large-scale mobilization against a hive nest. An army of hive controlled by the Splicers would be the end of old Russia. Could be the end of everything. The devils are evolving. Neutralize them before this goes any further, Guardian. And that's a conversation between Shiro 4 and Ghost, which is actually the fly-in dialogue, not uh, not the card. I, uh, I might need to go back to bed here pretty soon. <laughs> Um, I think it's. I think the flying dialogue is actually the card, as well. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I think that's. I think that's all the the strike and yeah. mission cards the te- are. The text you just read is the text from the card. Oh really? Okay, that's right. They they did that. They started doing that again, where the uh, fly-in dialogue is the same thing as the uh, card dialogue, mm-hmm. so to speak. And uh, the next one is the Nightfall this week. Although by the time you're listening to this, not this week. 
That's a bitch. It is not fun. That freaking arc burn with all the damn knights everywhere. There's oh just my no God. escaping them. Uh, if you listen to this on Monday and you really want to get it done, uh, immediately go right, and then there's a pillar where uh, the abomination cannot shoot you, but there's a knight that will spawn on the right, only one that will spawn on the right that can get you, and a shock captain that will come up on the left. So you have to be careful of those two things, but if you just hang out there, the fallen do so much damage to the abomination. Like, they almost kill it. So you just, like, throw seven Gallowhorns and get an Arc Sniper, you'll you'll down it in a minute. <laughs> like, it's it's crazy how quickly it can be done if you just hide and let them attack each other. Like, just put in a little bit of damage and keep an eye on the ads and just stay stay behind the pillar and send your other two teammates somewhere else because there's only enough room for one person. I'll keep that in mind. I so, actually was not aware of that. Yeah, that's how I got it done. But, uh, I, I guess I'll just read it. Uh, you'd think the fact that you took out their high priest would slow the splicers down. No such luck. I'm tracking reports of fallen splicers spotted in and around the Hellmouth. Intel suggests they're hunting ogres. Get down there and make sure they don't snatch up any more fodder for their twisted experiments. Shiro 4 and, uh, Ghost again. Just the pretty much the same thing, except now they've, for the first time, the devils are on the moon, uh, trying to hunt down, like like Ghost says, experiments for their, uh, or mm. test subjects for their experiments. Which ogres, like Eris says herself, ogres are not controllable beyond just Oryx taking, uh, taking one. So the very fact that Siva is power enough, powerful enough to control the chaotic mind of an ogre is says something to its potential. Uh, Purple, why don't, why don't you finish off this section with these last four here, since they're just like one-liners. Sure. Um, these are the Splicer Intel Relay, um, and they say, This Stolen Fallen Relay mentions Hive Abominations. This Stolen Fallen Relay makes cryptic reference to Hive Lessers. This Fallen Relay details plans to move SIVA off-world. This Fallen Relay details plans to upgrade the Splicer's catch using SIVA. And um, as far as moving the SIVA off-world, we do have a quote from Ephrodite, or several quotes from Ephrodite. Um, this will not be the end of SIVA. Where else in the system might the Iron's Bane spread? SIVA is still a threat, a curse waiting to strike. The battle against the Devil Splicers is won, but the city's war may never truly be over. So she seems to be taking a stance of, well, we got rid of the Devil Splicers, but Siva is never going away. So I guess that's actually sort of why she came back then, huh? It would be a pretty reasonable guess. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like but the then thing how that did she killed know my friends. That Siva got woken up. In the first place like how did she know to come back the first time maybe she has a telescope (laughs) 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 i'm not even i i don't know what to say to that one that's anyway (laughs) anyways moving on 
So just before we move on to the next segment, the raid, hooray, uh, Beta also points out the last one says detailed plans to upgrade the splicer's catch using SIVA. That catch is seen in the Walls Come Down mission. And if you pay attention to Destiny News, you know there's a room that you can glitch into by going along the outside of the catch and wall breaking and all that fun stuff. And I, it, it's not, okay, uh, it is Splicer Ship Menkis Sin. Not Mexis, the captain that you fight on top of the siege engine, Menkis. <laughs> Interesting. Menkis. Uh, so it's already called Splicer Ship, so it sort of seems like they're already in that, at the very least, the process of doing that. And uh, beta comments still waiting on that mission. That's that's what he means. There's obviously intention for there to be a randomly introduced mission at some point. Maybe it's sort of a uh, a hint that we're going to get like a DLC in the middle of this year. Sort of like how with uh, the vanilla release, we had the Dark Below and the House of Wolves areas, like King's Watch and uh house of wolves areas on the disc that you can glitch into they were there they were mostly built and they they just weren't populated yet they weren't finished they weren't polished they weren't developed entirely they were just sort of placeholders this area might be another placeholder that they're they just threw on with it because they already had a little bit of work done on it and now april i'd assume there may be a mission where a new kel rises in the splicer ranks and takes the uh takes the catch i just really quick um in -hmm. our chat baggins has brought up an interesting point um he said could they be wanting to move siva to their home world and use it to try to restart the golden age oh Um, wow it's definitely a really interesting thought. I hadn't thought about that, and it's entirely possible. Um, we know that that's what the Iron Lords um, and the, were originally hoping that Siva could do, and then it, it turned out badly, and they shut it down. So it's possible that um, the Devil Splicers were trying to do the same thing for the Elixni. Hmm. Entirely possible. Good thought. Okay, yeah. Good thought. The, uh, the House of Wolves were out past the reef. Uh, it could be, it could also be that. It could be whatever the wolves were up to. Like, they, they obviously have some sort of fortification past the reef. Maybe it's that they're trying to stretch out their, their hold, maybe get off Earth, just in general off Earth, so that they could sort of make their own planet within our system and instead of fighting us for our planet, get their own abandoned planet. They're, they're, it's a really good thought. There are there are just a lot of uh, possibilities that it can go. And uh, uh, Rasputin uh, did actually, like, like uh, my ninja hates you is saying right now, uh, Rasputin did actually send Siva with uh, Mahalayati, I want to say it is, the submind, uh, sent it somewhere into deep space it just rasputin told her to uh accept siva and go into deep space and it just sort of there you go 
happened. <laughs> so whatever whatever is going to happen with that, we don't know either. There's a, they're building for they're building to set this up like just like the Taken, Siva is not done. This isn't going to be a one-off enemy. We're going to continue to see Siva throughout the game in some capacity. Yeah, we definitely haven't seen the last of it. Yeah. So that's going to bring us to our almost final topic, the the big topic, the raid. The We've been waiting on this one so that we can all get in there, I guess at least once, and uh, actually understand what we're talking about and talk some lore behind the raid, talk about the bosses and all that good stuff. Uh, who wants to get us started? Uh, I can go ahead and read this card. Um so this is um, this is the very first card, the Wrath of the Machine card. So this is what obviously one of the cards you'll get when you come. I think it's actually when you start the raid, if I remember correctly. Um, so this the card reads: Intercepted fallen signal, fellow houses, fellow Lixney. We have found the means to apotheosis to become machines. Siva can make you strong, but we can show you how to wield it to free yourself from the bonds of ether. Find us in the wasteland and bring us an offering of Siva. In return, we will bring you to our chamber of perfection, and we will free you. Very um, foreboding, for lack of a better term. Yeah, this this is the card I was talking about when we were covering uh, my favorite one, Fallen 5. Uh, Axis has offered the other houses to come be to come get infused with siva and that's a that is a very uh foreboding haunting idea not just because imagine every fallen that we fight you cannot get a headshot on just because like what does that actually mean and like i stand by it's gonna it's gonna cause a massive divide in their culture and they're gonna essentially be a different race and uh, the next one is the first boss we fight in the Wrath of the Machine, Vosik, or Vosik, uh, the Arc Priest. As an Arc Priest, Vosik is second in command of the Devil Splicers and will allow Ax- will follow Axis in ascending to Godhood someday. Vosik has been enhanced by Siva, but lacks the total apotheosis of Axis, Archon Prime. Vosik wields the technology to build and maintain a body for Axis. Nothing more, nothing less. In due time, Vosik will ascend, all his people will, and all worlds will fall. Now, uh, ascend. There are a lot of parallels between. Oh, uh, Beta just points out here uh, there are a lot of parallels between this and the Hive Ascension, um, which <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about at the end here. Uh, the the parallel the interesting parallels that there actually are between Siva and Hive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in this card, uh, we we do learn something very interesting. Uh, Axis is entirely Siva. Vosik is only enhanced by Siva. Uh, Axis does not receive bonus damage to Fallen perks, or bonus damage from the bonus damage to Fallen perks. Because he's entirely beyond fallen, he's entirely machine, entirely Siva fied, and uh, 
to the point where Vosik actually needs to maintain a body for Axis. So Vosik is sort of the uh, the Archon, even though Axis is called Archon Prime, Vosik is a little bit more the Archon in this case. Interesting to note. And then uh, let's let's read uh, the last the last Axis card here, and then we can actually talk about how how the raid is run, and then we'll finish it up. Okay. Purple. Axis is the fruit of the Devil Splicer's labor. A former Archon priest, Axis has submerged himself in Siva's apotheosis and emerged as Archon Prime. All that he was is gone: his dreams, his hopes replaced by agency. He has shed his gods and his ether-like skin, and in his uplifted state, waits in his perfection complex for offerings of Siva from all fallen. So, once again, the parallel to the hive and oryx and offerings. Um, but I will also note that shedding ether, mm. like this... This is not like like we just said. It's not he's not fallen anymore. This is an entirely new race. Yeah. And like like the Vosik card says, in due time Vosik will ascend. All his people will. It's not Axis isn't going. I'm the god. I'm the god. You have to listen to me. He's going. I'm gonna make you all gods. Like we're all gonna be this one day. Oh my god, they're all gonna be spider tanks. Oh god. Please no. That's what's gonna happen. What are we gonna call them? Uh, Elixni enhanced or something stupid like that. <laughs> I, I mean, feel like I that's what's coming. Get a, they just get a new name. I guess so. Further fallen, maybe. Hmm. <laughs> um, Varix will refer to them as. But uh, so let's let's talk about the actual the actual raid. Then. Or did you have something to say? Nope. Nope, I'm not good. Okay. So we touched down in what is that? Sector Sector something. It's uh the in between the plague lands and the normal cosmodrome. We touched down there and we have to make our way into the giant servitor device type thing. Uh to actually get into the path to the perfection complex and Vosik interrupts us uh, blocking our path and to defeat Vosik uh, we had to get those what were they called they were like electric charges I think so you had to uh, charge Siva Siva the voltage the voltage charges uh, you send someone around picking them up and then you overload um like essentially like a SIVA distributor, you overload it, causing SIVA charges to come out, and then everybody takes their concentrated ball of SIVA energy and throws it at Vosik, which causes a detonation of damage. And then when he's weakened, you just open up your guns on him, and then when he's almost but die, he does the one thing that bosses never do. He gets out. He's like, okay, they got this. I need to get into my place where I have some backup plans, like I got I got some fail safes, like where they won't be able to beat me. Like no other bosses do that. Like the closest one is Tanix, who essentially just keeps backpedaling until you corner him. 
So that was that was really cool to see uh, for this raid. So you uh, you like one of our bosses being a coward? I don't think that's a coward at all. Yeah, really? I don't necessarily I would call it cowardly. That's that's a strategic. Yeah. It's not even really a retreat. It's a strategic like, move. Yeah. If anything, okay. it was it was baiting us. I mean, like, hey, if you wanna, if you wanna clearly be losing the battle, but say I won't be a coward, I will stay here. That's you, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go where I have some stronger stuff to fight them with. But uh, that's just me. So we make our way into the giant servitor, and we get our first chest, which is also an exotic chest. And in hard mode, fun fact. You can, if you haven't run normal mode, you can get an exotic drop from the normal mode version of the same physical chest. So while you're jumping up and down with excitement because you just got an exotic in hard mode, it can actually cap at 385. I think it's perfectly fine. I, I understand it. It's just so upsetting when you think that you're going to get like a nice 400 piece of gear because you're at that point and then it's 385. It just hurts. <laughs> Happened to me twice in the hard raid already. So, uh, what happens next? What happens when we go into uh, Vosix Lair? Is that what it's called? I think I so. I don't know what it's called. I honestly, uh, I've only done it two. once. Yeah. Well, <laughs> part, part two. Very <laughs> imaginative. When we go into his man cave with all his TVs, he watches so many uh, Twitch streamers at the same time. He's a huge supporter. Uh. Um, okay, so he's yeah he he's immune until his shields go down. Again, we take down his shields by throwing Siva charges, and you can do extra damage by throwing three at the same time. And then a monitor on the left or right will light up, and you have to shoot it down till it blows up. And then you throw the two more Siva charges will spawn, and you throw them. And then a Siva de density critical message will appear, and you have to go into a, an illuminated room, either on the left or right side, and you have to run in the room, or else you'll die. Hmm. And then when you press the button, the doors oh. will shut. When you when you shoot the button, yeah. <laughs> when when you start breaking Axis's or Vosik's uh, closets, yeah, you have to hide in the closet for a little while and then come back out when it's safe. Oh god! And it's just a uh, rinse and repeat. Hard mode just adds more Siva charges, and uh, Vosik uh, closes the door a little bit on his closets you got to slide underneath them it's a very slight adjustment but it could make the difference i always like to skate in when i'm playing on my titan and i always end up jumping in when i'm when i'm on my hunter like i normally am so it, it did interrupt my uh your flow my main, yeah it did interrupt my flow <laughs> uh and we just got challenge mode uh this week mike have you have you attempted challenge mode not yet, unfortunately. I heard that it would release just out of nowhere, but uh, yeah. I have not. Yeah, a, a little, a little shocking. Uh, what about you, uh, Purple? Have you have you attempted it at all? No, I haven't. Uh, okay, well, I guess I'll talk about it. 
<laughs> so that can be that can be your thing. Yeah, uh, I have attempted it after a few runs uh, with my team not not being able to handle the split up like we did. Uh, we just decided we can come back to it. We'll come back to it another time. And we we it's very simple. During the damage phase of Vosik, where or yeah, Vosik, where you're actually shooting him, two more Siva charges will drop. And those are great because they do a lot of damage to him really quickly. But you're not allowed to use those on him anymore because you have to take them into his closet. The little light switch that you have to shoot is now needed to be destroyed by the Siva charge. And if you're listening to this and you go in um, like on the Monday or the next time it's up, uh, it doesn't look like you destroyed it and it'll keep flashing red. I panicked and I started shooting it thinking that I didn't close the room because I didn't want to be the cause of the wipe. Uh, it does destroy it. It is enough damage to destroy it. But be careful. Uh, currently, there is a glitch where even if you're in a closed room, the Siva density will still kill you, and that did happen to us. Uh, it's not. It's not fun. No, it's no, not. Uh, so my biggest issue uh, with this part, like I was saying a little bit before the show, is the first part. You're actually overloading uh, the terminals to cause the Siva charges to fall out of. But this thing is sort of fall from the Siva, the ceiling from a similar device. But it's just sort of like, why are they falling from the ce- the ceiling? There's nothing to trigger the fall, you know? They just happen. Uh, do you guys have any uh, any takes on that at all? Other than just mechanic, because it needs to be there? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, usually they're, Bungie is so good about trying to pair mechanics with with some mm. kind of logic behind them so but i honestly i just haven't been in there enough times to yeah. kind of pay attention yeah like, it's not it's not a big thing because it's sort of like why does the shield magically appear in the templar as well because if it didn't you couldn't beat the raid like i get it it's just i guess i'm just saying i i guess as as uh much hate as i would actually get to say this I guess I just wish there was a little bit more to do in the Vosik part of the raid. A little bit more mechanic. <laughs> I can understand that. It is it is a little simple, but uh, I mean, it just adds to the uh, simplicity charm of the raid, so to speak. Mm. Yeah, his his challenge mode is not too difficult. Uh, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, you do have to t- uh, three-phase him, though. That is the, the difficult part about it. It's getting that DPS down. But you got your team, you get high light, it'll, you'll always three-phase him anyway, if not two-phase him. Mm-hmm. Although in this, you have to three-phase him, which, I mean, it's just one more round, essentially. Uh, but it is going to be the Axis challenge mode, which... I mean, if if you don't know, it's gonna involve supercharge every round. Like, it's look up uh, Axis supercharge, and that's what the challenge mode is gonna be. It might have more to do than just that, but that will be a component of the challenge. Uh, so, what happens after Vosik? What do we, what do our guardians do uh, after they collect their sweet sweet loot? If you say that one more time, I might leave the. 
podcast. Sweet, sweet loot. Oh my god. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> we go through the uh, the server room at that time, if I'm not mistaken, if I do remember all of that correctly. Server room. Isn't that this part of the raid that has the server room? No. Uh, okay, well, uh, it's been it's been nice, everybody. I will uh, be seeing you next week. You continue through the wall, and you get to the top of the wall. Uh, the, yeah, the most hilarious part of a raid. Death ever. Zamboni. The Death Zamboni. The first ever cutscene in a raid. Do-do-do-do! Exciting. It was... The, to me, that it seems very crude the way it's put together. I mean, it's obviously fallen tech, but uh, it was to me it was very uh, like. Does it ever say that the um, it's augmented with Siva? Does it ever say that it's spliced together with Siva? There's no card for it. I don't think it has anything to do with Siva. That looked like it was like pre-golden age technology that the mm. splicers somehow made work together like just idiot savants on a wall just made it happen well i mean the fallen are scavengers so they're pretty used to patchworking things together in that way uh, that's a good point <laughs> is that why uh, they put the uh, the big jets of fire on the top of it that do no discernible have no discernible reason whatsoever um because they look <laughs> awesome <laughs> they actually make it go uh, 15 miles per hour faster for every jet of fire. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I laughed the entire time I did this section. It, it just looks it's just so ridiculous. It looks so ridiculous. <laughs> so what? What do you? What? Do you, how do you? How do you beat the section? How do you? How do you do it? What's What's up with this one? Well, first you run to the end of the wall and then discover that the Fallen have trapped you at the end of the wall. Uh, and they fire up the old siege engine and it starts coming towards you. Uh, they also fly in like 500 uh, Siva dregs along the way. Um, at that point you need to shoot, shoot the different parts of the... Um, shoot the different parts of the... Uh, sorry, this guy's yelling down the hall at the uh, World Series game. Uh, <laughs> no worries. Um, What's that? It's, it's a, kind of it's a sport. I think. It's kind of distracting either way. I mean, like I, I get it. Like you're actually in the city where uh, the State. team is. Whatever. That's like they're going for the Stanley Cup or whatever the fuck. <laughs> it's exciting for you guys. I get it. Uh, moving anyway, on. Anyway, so the Death Zamboni. Um, <laughs> you have to you take ahead. out. It's turrets and then it exposes like this middle part and um you can climb on top of the siege engine which is what it's actually called um mm. and then um you just ride it and it breaks through the wall and then some engine pieces fall out and you have to kind of carry them over but you can only carry them for nine seconds and then they get too heavy um so you kind of have to rotate who picks up which piece until you can put them back yeah. where they go mm-hmm. they, they also make it tons of fun with the web mines all over the place mm-hmm. which i don't remember them doing damage but they do damage on the raid they definitely do damage on the raid like they've killed me before like i had like at least half health and they've taken me down and i'm like that's not okay 
<laughs> like that is not okay at all. Uh, uh, but uh, the hard mode, the uh, at the end when you're bringing your pieces right back up to the Death Zamboni, instead of some captains getting in your way, they decided to drop a Devil Splicer Walker, and uh, it actually made it easier. Instead of having six captains with void shields getting in your face and really just messing up your day, you just have a tank that you can shoot the leg and then just walk past. And maybe two captains. It's... Good game. game. Speaking lore-wise about the uh, Siege Engine, it's... um, We we can see how destructive that... um, that piece of technology, even though it's very crudely put together, it, it tears through the Cosmodrome's walls, like it's the top of the wall at the very least. And if the Splicers were able to make more of those, it would tear down the walls of the city with ease. And we could see another Twilight Gap-esque situation with those. Because the walls are the key to the city's defense for some reason, even though the... the uh, could just sail in a catch over the top of it and just launch out, you know, ships from there. But, anyways, uh, <laughs> um, you know that's that's actually a really good point. It's like you actually made this wall busting machine, but for some reason you also put it on top of a wall. Like, why is it not on the ground, ready to plow through the city? Why is it way up there, and can like? for no reason like i i understand because they wanted to do a cinematic in the raid yeah. where you were on top of the wall <laughs> i i understand why but it's like god <laughs> yeah no the devils are not smart like there, there's moments where you're actually worried about about what they're going to do to you and then they just do this stuff and it's like oh oh that's right oh that's right like you're like super crazy smart with like everything except for common sense like you're like we're gonna build this death machine and it's gonna destroy everything in sight i love it we're gonna put it a thousand feet in the air on the wall i love it like no one's going that's that's not what you should do they're still cheering it on (laughs) they fight very hard to defend their uh on top of the wall useless machine at the very least all the people down below can look up and be like, I am terrified. <laughs> this has no discernible purpose of where it is at yeah. the moment. And uh, as, as I mentioned uh, before, Menkis um, is the ship. Mexis is the captain on top of the siege engine. He's the one that threw your parts away. Uh, you go kill him and you get a ramp onto the siege engine to replace the parts. And if you're having a hard time, that open uh, face that you opened up in the first half of this, uh, if you shoot that, it will increase the amount of time that you have to get the parts in. And if you are still having a really hard time, you can take a raise lighter and do the power move on someone carrying the part. If they jump and then you do the power swipe, you'll actually launch them like 15 or so feet. <laughs> so just two little if – you're, if you're really having a hard time, especially on hard mode where you're trying to go for the uh, the achievement under six minutes or whatever it is, uh, two little things that can give you a little more breathing room. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, you can write it down off the wall because that's another thing uh, they built it this unidirectional ramming machine where there was maybe a hundred yards of wall before it fall like before there's just a sheer drop into the water below trust me it makes perfect sense <laughs> it does it really does uh, and that's actually what brings us to the server room uh have you guys gotten the outbreak prime not yet nope the quest yes i do have the quest okay like oh, five style yeah. step five yeah, step I, six i think i have the quest but i don't i haven't done it yet yeah the uh not owl sector the arg that came out after that was just a bunch of computer nonsense that like no one could figure out except for those three people that thank god they actually played destiny uh whoever they were uh figured out because <clears throat> i don't know who it was to be honest uh found out that it gave us an image of the server room and it had uh blocked or blacked out uh circles on some of the canisters and standing on the four canisters started a binary sequence on two monitors and the actual server part of it where you can then use your binary reading abilities that everyone should have because it's very simple and uh open up that siva node in the center giving you the monitor and a guaranteed exotic chest the first time you open it uh so that was that was that was really crazy how intense of an arg that became and crazy how intense of a reward it gave like sleeper simulant everyone was mad oh was it dado in math class According to our, our Lorecast live audience, it was Dado in math class, which, knowing Dado in math class, that doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me. I thought someone else figured it out first, but Dado got the Outbreak Prime first. I, I think that's true, yeah. I think someone else figured it out, but he was posted about it or something like that. Okay. Like I said, the three people who knew how to figure it out, thank you for playing Destiny. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I really like these ARG things. I hope that they keep doing them because they're fun. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like I love them, but I almost wish that it was a little bit easier, because like that was just like a little like, honestly, how many people could actually have participated other than giving information? How many people could have actually participated in aiding that uh, ARG? That's true. I think the first one that the um, Owl pre rise of iron, yeah, Owl Sector was more inclusive for everyone because everyone got in to play together and spread it around and then yeah, know, that was, what does this that, one say we're unlocking things and stuff that was just an entire that was just like a hype machine it was just like just come in just do stuff everything's going on you don't know what we don't know what but it's cool who cares like yeah. this is fun what a great and, way to unite the the community together yeah, it really was it really was and then this one was just like it was like the the easiest spectrum where there's like literally nothing to figure out and it's just stupid little fun, and then the insane end of the spectrum where you actually have to know like everything about math and computers and coding and all that nonsense and encryption 
to figure it out. Which is impressive that Bungie went to such lengths. Yeah, good job, Bungie. Yeah, like, <laughs> absolutely kudos. Um, and that brings us to the disco room. In the disco room, the floors light up. And that brings us As... to Axis Phase 1. <laughs> Uh, okay. So, who wants to go, who wants to talk some Axis Phase 1? can go ahead and... Um, before we, we get in, I just want to say, I think it's really cool how they kind of bookended this. Like, we have two parts of the first boss, and then we have like two parts in yeah for the last boss. It makes a nice, like, bookend. That and... They really had, like in Kings in King's Fall they did it as well. Like in every raid they do it. Where they give you they give you like this they teach you how to play the raid in the beginning of the raid and it's just a matter of figuring it out. Where like the very first thing you do is you throw Siva charges. Then in the next boss the thing you do is you throw Siva charges. The the next bit is different, but whatever. Then Axis, you're throwing Siva charges. Axis Phase 2, you're throwing Siva charges. Like, King's Fall was, you're getting a brand that you need to hold. And when you're not holding it, someone else needs to be holding it. And it needs to pass. And this is the only way that you can actually succeed. Like, it, they, they all have this idea, this, like, uh, progressive mechanic that flows through the raid. So it's not, for this bit, you have to... Do, you have to bash your head against the wall and then learn the mechanic. And then once you get that mechanic, it never exists again. It's completely different on the next step. It's Because it, that would just be no fun. This is It like teaches you how to beat the raid as you go. And I love that. Yeah, they, they do a really good job of, of incorporating the mechanics in other parts of the game as well. Like in the strikes and, mm. and stuff to... Oh to kind of train you for what you have to be doing and looking for. Yeah, in in the uh the abomination heist like I was saying, the shock captain, they they actually they also spawn a null captain and a solar captain. And when you kill them, you they drop a uh shock null or arc uh cannon and you only get one shot. Uh so don't miss your chance to to go. Uh where's the blow? I fucked it up. Uh, but it's still fun to get the cannon, you know, like mm -hmm. randomly you just got a cannon like, Oh, cool. And also it's so stupid that they give it to you, but I took it anyway. If you don't have the fallen in the end of the abomination strike and you have the fully hive version, um, the spawns of Crota, the Knights of Crota or whatever the hell they were called, the sword bearers, they spawn. And when you kill them, you can take the sword again. I was, I had, the, I had the, yeah, I had the dark below sword. I'm just like, like, come here, abomination. Like, we're going toe to toe on this. <laughs> Didn't okay. work out well. So, Axis. Axis. Phase Part one. one. Part one. Never mind. Not phase one. I did the Zamboni, so someone else did this one. Uh, again, I, I haven't played through it enough to really do so, this. So, 
<laughs> Fine, I'll read it. So read, read it. What? There's nothing to read. Uh, okay, well, well, just just do it then. Just do it then. Swine. Okay. okay. Access phase one. You want to split up into three groups of two, just like on Vosik, because they taught you how to raid throughout, which is amazing. Left, center, right. Uh, there is a door on the left, center, and right where a captain will come out, a shock null or uh, solar captain. Kill the captain while not dying to the adds beforehand, and pick up their cannon immediately after a uh, servitor, shock null or uh, solar servitor, will come out of said do uh, various doors. They'll, they'll be different. And then you have to destroy the servitor by fully charging the cannons char the uh, cannons blast on them the servitor will drop a siva charge now see that's what i mean like with the vosik they're just there it's like i don't know why they're there but they're there but axis has a reason for them to be there the servitors drop the siva charge which you then have to throw at the um uh, siva modules which are all around axis's uh little podium <clears throat> So the first phase, you have two SIVA modules. Second phase, you have three or five. I can't remember which it is because I don't throw. I'm a cannon runner. Uh, and then on the third phase, you have seven. So the first phase and the second phase gets uh, three servitors, then six servitors, and then the third phase gets nine servitors. And you only need seven on the last one. You only need two on the first one. So you can actually, so you get a little bit of breathing room, which is really, which is really nice. <clears throat> Once you destroy all the modules, that's it. It's actually a really, it's really simple, and it's just like every other raid. The pre-boss fight teaches you how to do the actual boss fight, like uh, Crotazan Ear. You, well, that didn't actually teach you. It was just in the room. Now, oh, whatever. That was close enough. And then uh, Axis falls asleep in the wall. He's just hanging out. He's he's mostly dead. You'll sometimes get a glitch where one or two people in your raid team will see him and he's just bugging out. But to everyone else, he's laying perfectly still. So like one person's like, whoa, what's Axis doing? Everyone's like, he's he's not doing anything. No, he's like freaking out. He's like going up and down and his arms are waving everywhere. He's, he's not doing anything, man. No, he's like, he's bugging out. He's just laying there. Like, that, that, that happens like at least every raid that I've been in so far. <laughs> and, uh... That brings us to phase two. Does someone want to do phase two? Sure. Well, I'm not able to, so no. Um, so, um, would you spawn again with the captains and the cannons, um, you know, find, find your flavored servitor that matches your flavor cannon, um, and then you pick up the, the SIVA charges and they you throw them at Axis and he will teleport to a random location. Um, and you have to have an empowered person jump on his back 
and stun him, and then you can deal a bunch of damage. Um, and whoever's empowered changes, so you have to kind of make sure that you have people kind of on each side so that you can get there, because you have to get there really, really fast. I don't know what the actual like, timing is. Anon, do you know how many seconds you have? I don't know how many seconds I have, because me and my raid team just do it. You have like I don't I don't know you just like have no seconds you just have to do it right away. <laughs> it I, I was just making a joke there. It, it, it I don't know the exact amount, but it is like less than five seconds to get from wherever you're standing to scan the room really fast because there's no real way to separate perfectly. Because uh, you know he's got he's got four locations he can go. He can go left, right, front mid, or back mid, and you only have three people. So the first rotation is the worst because he has four places to go, three people to do it. So you have to like watch for where he's going to go. And you got less than five seconds to jump and slam on his back. Empowered switches, so you have to make sure you have a person in every open spot. So if he goes front mid, get someone back mid, get someone left, get someone right. And you have to make sure that happens for every phase, for three phases. Uh, in between each phase, you get a little bit of room for damage with increasing... Uh, increments of time by the third phase you get the largest amount and right. uh then like vosik he does the siva density and uh sorry to sort of take that from you what what happens there that's okay um so yeah after you have a little opportunity to damage him um he becomes immune and he goes back to the center and you have to jump onto these pillars of light that are like outside of the room kind of um that are your safe spaces just like six closets were um, to avoid the critical Siva density and you all need to stand on the same pillar because you can only use each pillar one time mm -hmm. so if one person goes to a different pillar then you just lost two pillars in one go not a good thing don't do that um, and then you start all over do it again mm-hmm and hopefully, uh, hopefully you kill him. Hopefully no one dies, and hopefully it goes nice and smooth. And then uh, the hard mode uh, variants uh, for each of these. The phase one, uh, SIVA turrets are spawned on each of the sides. They have like a 30 second down timer, so it's pretty easy to manage. You just gotta keep an eye out for them. And on phase two, Instead of having one server to take out on, it's just like the final phase of phase two or phase one, where there are nine servitors and you need to get seven uh, SIVA charges on him. And when you get that last, uh, <clears throat> that sixth one on him, he gets to such a point of low health where he freaks out and he starts to implement the SIVA density. And you need to immediately get that last seventh one on him before uh, he wipes you. But the trick is to try to get the seventh one on him and then immediately get the eighth and ninth at the same time. So you can actually get a little bit of damage in with those SIVA charges. And then uh, you beat the then raid. You win. Look at you. Look at you. <laughs> Yay! Victory! Confetti. <laughs> I wish there was I, I, this should be. 
Like the grunt confetti that Bungie used to do every time you killed a grunt. Yay! I, I actually uh, went into this raid uh, blind. This was my first blind raid. Uh, we looked at nothing completely blind. One guy went in before everyone else, and he just ran around in uh, Vosik Phase 1, tried to sort of see what it was about, and he, he had an understanding, but he didn't let us know. Uh, we figured it out by ourselves. Uh, it was absolutely the best experience in Destiny I have ever had. I love I love going in blind the first time. Have we you gone that. in blind uh, several times? Or? Well, for each ra- for different raids. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I mean. Like more yeah, than just yeah. this one. Yeah, I did. Yeah, um, the first one I did was Crota's End, and oh my gosh, it was um, going through the um, the like down <sighs> when we start the raid, and then you have to jump down, and we're uh-huh. all like, uh. <laughs> okay. It, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. It's something I'm definitely going to keep doing every time there's a new raid. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, it's now that like I've done crazy, it once. And you're like, I have no idea what on earth is going on. But it's, it's like those, it's those moments when, like, you're looking at the challenge and then you get it. Like, when we were in Vosik Phase 1, that wasn't really a challenge. It was sort of like, okay, I know what to do. Let's do it. This is easy. But Vosik Phase 2, we were just like, oh, crap. What the hell do we do? And we were, like, there for, like, a good hour uh, for the full thing, not to figure it out. We were there for maybe, like, ten minutes trying to figure it out. And then we were confident we figured it out. It took us about an hour to get the mechanics down to actually beat them. Yeah. It just just feels so so good. good. It feels so good when you figure out, like, when you solve the puzzle of, like, figuring out what the mechanics are. nothing, Nothing in Destiny compares to that. It's, like... I wish I could do that every week because that's like the PVE equivalent of going flawless and it's so much better than going flawless because like yeah I've been flawless once and it was amazing to actually go flawless but this this blows it out of the water it was such an amazing uh, it's really addicting it is like 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 I said I can never I can never like King's Fall I was like I'm not going in blind I was watching uh I think I was actually watching Gathalian. It was crazy uh, to see him. Was was he the team that was saying uh, the hive runes? Like you had to learn a hive language? Yeah, I think maybe. I don't know. They were talking about the runes in the war priest room, right? Yeah, they were like, that's the language. That's You have to like decode a hive language to figure out the order or something like that. Whoever that was, that's who I was watching. And it was just like I was like watching it, like this is an incredible raid. This looks super fun. Not first impression, it was super fun. The second impression, it was super tedious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but what about you, Mike? Have you done any uh, blind raids, or are you muted? Unfortunately, uh, oh, well, I'm no longer muted. Um, but unfortunately, no. I have another. I have never done a uh, blind raid before, but. So, um, how that goes for me normally when I, uh, when I go in is that I'll be like, like, I'll go in with a team that's already done it. So I'll be blind myself and they'll be very frustrated and have to teach me all the mechanics. And then when I don't do them right, they'll blame me for being uh, inexperienced. So that's not fun. You're going to get some (laughs) friends. Yeah. I've heard that one more than once. Trust me. Let's get a clan or a friend. 
I do have one now. It's it's different now. It's just I'm yeah. speaking from past experience. You have one clan or you have one friend? <laughs> I have one friend. Who's your one friend, Swine? He was on uh, the Civil War cast. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I've oh, been playing with him since uh, since Dark Below. We went into uh, Curtis End. The people I met, I met a clan, and uh, I started playing with this clan pretty exclusively and this team within the clan. And then they were like, oh, we only have five. And I was like, I know someone. And then I brought him in, and then, like, we just all became, like, it's like we got, like, maybe, like, nine people now. And we'll just, like, like, that's our group. We got, like, a group of nine people. That's awesome. And we're just like, we'll figure it out. Like, we'll, we'll go in with this. We'll go in with that. And we're, like, slowly growing. Like, it's it's pretty exclusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a pretty small group as well that I play with on a really, really regular basis. But it's kind of fun that way. Yeah, because you get, you get that like, partnership. Yeah, and you get to know who's good at which things and yeah. you know, where people go and you get used to. It's like a real fire team. <laughs> The best, the best part about it is knowing everybody's strengths and weak, weaknesses. The worst thing about it is when you get to the point where they start to know the embarrassing things about you. Like, apparently <laughs> one time I got really drunk and wouldn't shut up about Betty White. And that's like a running <laughs> joke for me. Yeah, they're like, oh, oh. I don't want Betty White in here, I bet. Yeah, if Betty White was here, he'd be pretty happy. It's like, guys, I honestly don't even remember what i said about betty white they're like you said a lot about betty white and it's like well could you let me know what i said (laughs) apparently she was very attractive at a at a younger age she's a beautiful woman now she was no you're you're right she was absolutely gorgeous when she was younger yeah apparently drunken on likes her (laughs) noted interesting to note (laughs) that's gonna be on the quiz but uh, that's that's the raid, and we got one more little section here. We have a look inside, a look behind the scenes, behind the curtain. This is uh behind the music for the raid before the boss axis, the final ten dormant sivas. I don't think we've read these yet. I think we've read every other one except for these we've been saving these and if we haven't been saving these then we saved them until the time that we said it before and then we used them then but we're going to use them again now because they fit who wants to start i can go ahead and read the first two yeah okay so uh we'll read two and then switch sure okay so dormancy of a fallen 3.0 Long have we wandered in in the blind prison of flesh, these old lives now a memory, transposed by another. The gift brings pain, yes, but godhood must come at a price. Consume, enhance, replicate. And this is titled Siva Memory AK0617. I think it's fair to say that means Axis0617. Then uh, Dormant Siva 3.1. That which we were, we are no more. That which we are is undefined. We make our own selves. We need not machines because we are machines. Uh, uh, Dormancy of a Fallen 3.2. What is this complexity? Consume, enhance, replicate. The machine of a thousand parts fashioned by single mind. From where does such complexity arise? What does the creation of a mind require? 
In the long march of life's procession, order is created from disorder. The rise of complexity is not promised. Such things are not inevitable. And yet, here I stand. Consume, enhance, replicate. Uh, Balin 3.3. Consume, enhance, replicate. Life requires death requires life. All in an unending circle. The expenditure of countless generations slouching blindly toward uncertain ends. Each step forward a mere accident of chance. But this, this is different. This strange complexity requires only the will to wield it. Consume, enhance, replicate. Fallen 3.5. We are Four. they... Four. What? There's, there's 3.4. Oh, well, I can't count. Fallen 3.4. Consume, enhance, replicate. Life's procession is written in the corpses of those who came before. But here the great chain breaks. Here we step forward, freed from that which has always bound us. Here we speak as gods. We are they who created themselves. Consume, enhance, replicate. Fallen 3.5 We are they who created themselves out of themselves and died in the creation. No longer merely the god and the machine, but the machine and the god. Consume, enhance, replicate. Here we rise, made equal at last to that which we worship. Consume, enhance, replicate. Now these, uh, just really quick, have been ascending from uh, axis 617 up now to 622. Uh, Mike? Sure, and we're on 3.6 right before I... Yes. Okay. Consume, enhance, replicate. This is uh, following 3.6. To build, a, to build a species requires epochs, countless pairings and dyings, countless generations. The simplest creature requires geological spans of time to develop, but not machines. Machines are free from such constraints. It is not life that matters, but the building of complexity. Consume, enhance, replicate. This is uh, Axis 0623. Dormant Siva Fallen 3.7. Past is connected to the present by only two things, chain reaction and memory. Consume, enhance, replicate. But is, uh, but is not memory just chain reaction? That doesn't make much sense. Consume, enhance, replicate. These memories in my mind are not my own. They belong to a past version of myself, a different being entirely. Consume, enhance, replicate. One who could die. Consume, enhance, replicate. I am that no longer. It's uh, Axis 0624. Fallen 3.8. It rises. I see clearly from its eyes, and breathe with its lungs, and stride with its legs, and kill with its hands, and yet it is not me consume enhance replicate i am me and yet i am it consume enhance replicate this is a paradox consume enhance replicate access 0625 and then fallen 3.9 consume enhance replicate my thinking is clear now in ways it never was before it is my mind that has changed and yet it is not my mind but another consciousness that is different from my own Consume, enhance, replicate. I feel there is a choice to be made, and yet I have made no choice. Consume, enhance, replicate. The choice was made for me. Consume, enhance, replicate. Axis 0626. Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, these are actually the last uh, SIVA memory fragments, aren't they? Yes. So, uh, Axis 
it just shows the uh, the timeline, I suppose, where where Axis sits uh, <clears throat> sits in it. He's he's much farther than uh, everyone else. The last Iron Lord. I just pulled it up really fast. The last Iron Lord was actually four zero nine, and Axis's starts with six one seven. So that's about 200 and so memories in between uh, the early dark age, early post collapse, and now. Just to sort of give like a little bit of a time frame. It's really no way to say how much time that has been. Maybe Siva's had no memories because it was just locked in the replication chamber. But I mean, it's, it is a. Uh, It's interesting to note, at least. Um, one thing I, either want, I also want to note in these is that if you notice, the consume, enhance, replicate eventually uh, becomes more prevalent the later you go through. Uh, it, it increases, like the, that phrase itself increases in, in number as you go through. And it's just, you know, it's just referencing, again, how Axis' Axis's mind is being taken completely by Siva and he's no longer himself. Yeah, and it's actually that last thing that you said that he's he's no longer himself. Uh, that last one really says it. The choice was made for me. Uh, Beta comments here. Who is really in control of Siva? Is it Axis the Fallen? Is it Rasputin? Uh, Beta personally leans towards Rasputin. I do not. Uh, or does Siva control itself? And I don't believe that Siva controls itself either because in one of the earlier... Uh, uh, one of the earlier cards says that Siva is pretty much just a mindless uh, entity that uh, just does what it's told. It doesn't think for itself. It just... Someone gave me the word. What was the word? Uh, directive. Thank you uh, for mm. the live chat. Uh, Siva just follows its directive. So the fact that Axis has been very clearly entirely taken over means someone has taken over him siva couldn't have taken over him because siva needs a directive so the directive was for axis to be taken over but it goes farther than that because axis opened his arms for the other fallen so that means someone is trying to take over the fallen I mean, dun, dun, dun. The, the directive itself with consume, enhance, replicate was the words, uh, the Siva's interpretation of the directive it was given by um, Rasputin and consume, enhance, replicate just makes me think that while Rasputin is, may no longer be in direct control of Siva it may just mean that Siva is still following that directive from all those years ago and uh, it doesn't really have a master anymore that was my thought when this card was first released but again i could be wrong with, with that last one it's 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 simply that line the choice was made for me the choice isn't he's he's been he's he, you know it's just it's not his thinking it's someone else's thinking it's like he's been taken and put into someone else's body and he has no control over it. He has he has his own thoughts with inside their thoughts. And he's just watching what happens now. And that's that's what I mean. I think it's 
And maybe I can see it. I can see it being Rasputin. I don't like to think it's Rasputin. I know I've talked about Rasputin essentially testing us and wanting to get the better of us, uh, kill us and whatnot. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just think, I think it's, I think it's possible to be Rasputin, but I think it might be a little bit bigger than that. Like, I think, I think what Rasputin has for us, uh, is going to be more, but since he's not here to fight the argument, I will I will uh, play devil's advocate, or I guess beta's advocate. <laughs> if it is not Rasputin who is controlling Siva now, therefore controlling Axis and the Devil Splicers now, why is it when the Iron Lords went into the Replication Chamber, he killed them, but when the Fallen go into the Replication Chamber, he let them take it? The common argument, and I feel like no one of you is going to say it, is that the Iron Lords were going in there not to, uh, were going in there to take Siva. Well, I mean, so were the Fallen. Uh, but no, when the Iron Lords were going in there in their hundreds, they were going in there to destroy Siva. They were not going in there to take it out. At that point, they had already learned of its destructive properties. Okay makes sense to me yeah i mean i guess it would be that you know that that would be their intention but yours your intention with this to take it the iron lords even at the beginning when they talk about like we wanted to use it to build cities and stuff um they it was clear that from the beginning that they wanted to be the ones in control and we don't really know the motivation of the Fallen specific as clearly as we know the motivation of the Iron Lords, but it seems like they're just looking for anything to make themselves better because that's what scavengers do, right? They just try to take anything to make themselves better because they don't really have that much. <laughs> Fair. But I just, I, I can't, because that's what, that's what, and we'll say it time and time again, that's what this podcast is about. It's about opening the possibility of new ways of thinking, and that might be a new way of thinking for some people. So I really want to do my best to express the avenues of thought for it. So any any uh, final thoughts we want to add on to the potential of Siva? Bacon. <laughs> Bacon which means you uh, will be frying yourself in the near future. Nice. Mm. I'll take some of that. Ew. <laughs> that's kind of awkward. Yeah, I'm... Like, that's harassment in the workplace. I'm going to talk to my supervisor. <laughs> and on that note... Um, wants to take us out. I don't do outros. I'm above that. Oh, I guess I'll do it. So... <laughs> Do you want to come at Chimera? Do you want to do it? I did it last week. Sure. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. I hope that you've enjoyed. I hope that this has um, gotten you excited about the raid. Uh, if you haven't played it, go play it. Find a group. If you have, play it again because it's really fun. Mm-hmm. Look around. See if you can find something new. Yeah. Uh, you can Let find us know us if you do. 
Yeah, please let, let us know. You, you can tweet us um, at Destiny Lorecast. Tell us if you find something new in the raid or um, any of the other areas. We can. We love talking about it. You'll find us there. Yeah, please talk to us on Twitter. We don't get, I, I don't think we can get nearly enough messages from uh, some of our listeners on there. We love talking to you guys and reaching out, and we love it when you reach out to us. Uh, absolutely tag any of us on Twitter or email us a question, and we'll see if we can get it on the next show. And We really appreciate all the questions that we've gotten so far and all the inquiries, and we'd love to have more. All right. Until next time. It's been, been a pleasure. We'll see you next time, everybody. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait. Am I back? Are you back now? I disconnected for a second there. What's going oh, okay. on? Oh, we're, 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 just gonna we're saying bye. Oh, okay. Mike, where can they find you? Oh, yeah. Uh, you can find me at Mythos Mike on Twitter, or if you want to watch my streams that never happen on Twitch, uh, Mike S. from Planet, or Mike S. from PD, sorry. Okay. Purple Chimera, where can they find you? On Twitter, at Purple Chimera, and on ishtar-collective.net that's awesome uh anonpig where can they find me you can find me on my tweeter i do the tweeterings uh right now i am flying on some penguins to chernobyl i'm traveling the world it's awesome yo <laughs> i'm done <laughs> okay that's, that's all i have all to right. say oh uh, add an add a non-pig you know whatever peace <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see. We'll catch everybody on the next episode.